Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, George. Hello there. And Grant. Hello there, music fans. Each episode of Flawless, a host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we talk about how they discovered it, why they love it, and at the end we decide if we agree that it's flawless. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. You can join up, tell us all about your favorite episodes of the podcast, your favorite Flawless albums, and we're also now announcing what albums we're covering, so you can leave us your thoughts in advance and we will read them out maybe on the podcast, although we did that once and it hasn't happened, so... (laughs) Okay. People, be, leave your comments and we will read them out. We also have a Patreon. You can join us from as little as $1 a month and you will get early access to our episodes and also access to bonus episodes. The link to that is also in the show notes. And we're on Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We are on Clubhouse talking about episodes of the podcast and we're having a chat with people who about albums that they love. So come along and join us there. Link in the show notes as well. Also, it's for Australian Music Industry Network on Clubhouse and you will find us. Or just check our Facebook page because we post a link on our Facebook page mm. in advance as well. This is true. So we can have a lovely time. Yeah. It's been a great time. That's the so intent. Far. Yeah. So today we have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. My name's Ruby Barnsley. I'm a local artist. So I work with photography and painting. And I'm one half of art pop experimental band Ethically Fraught. Cool. So Welcome. Where, where can Thank people you. find Thank you and Ethically Fraught? Online? Yeah. Um, well, Ethically Fraught doesn't have any existence online yet. We're still emerging. You're the no. most no. hipster ever. So yeah. You have to find us by <laughs> you, you, you have mail. to just like send you a letter <laughs> with $5 and then you get a little cassette back. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I can't make any promises, but it's a good idea. Are you Ethically Fraught? Um, I can't specify that on this podcast <laughs> yeah what awesome. a cool response <laughs> we are marked to e for explicit so if you do want to go into details at any point feel free okay yes. i will there you go I'll let Thank loose you. yeah sure cool <laughs> oh but you can find me um on instagram at rubying so r-u-b-e-e-i-n-g cool Cool. We'll, we'll tag you in our posts for the episode so people can find you that way Thanks. as well. We should document this with a picture afterwards. Maybe. We will grab a picture afterwards, on, yeah, totally. Without makeup? Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> and my hair down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby, what album would you like to nominate today? Uh, I'm nominating Blood Bitch by Jenny Val from 2016. Thank you for the pronunciation because I had no idea I how to pronounce her that's name. Right. Well. I, I think it say. also might be Yeni Val. Right. Sure. I know she's lived in Australia a little bit okay. and people have also said Jenny. So. Right. She went to University of Melbourne. She did. And cool. She did creative writing and performance at the yeah. University of Melbourne. Oh, in cool. 2004, she finished, I think. So how did you arrive <laughs> at Jenny Val's albums and this one in particular? What a question. Yeah, I arrived through SoundCloud. Her song Sabbath, which is from mm, Apocalypse Girl, was just on like a SoundCloud radio. And I listened to that and absolutely loved it. And 
you know, went into her albums and her discography and Blood Bitch really stood out to me as an album because of its flow. It felt very solid and very, not a concept album in the sense of like explaining a story, but very conceptual and together. It came, it comes together really nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. George. Hello. Before the album was nominated, had you heard of Jenny Vale? I'd not heard of Jenny Vale. And I'd not heard the album, so um, and I had looked through her discography, and there was nothing that I knew, like in top plays on Spotify and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I had a little play, and I was just like, nope, I don't recognise this because her fifth album got lots and because this is her sixth studio yeah. album, mm-hmm. but her fifth mm-hmm. album got loads of acclaim, and so I tried to listen to some of that, and I was like, nah, this has passed me by. But I think it was at a time when I was listening to a lot of DIY punk bands and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. 2014 to 2017 and either that or folk so um this kind of like genre kind of passed me by so i've not heard it fair enough grant. i'm intrigued grant me uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you for even asking i was going to stick with george i think this is the first time i've ever heard you say you hadn't heard of them of a band and oh, some, Australian, some Australian bands I've managed Kevin? to sneak you through, sneak through that Maybe you Maybe I missed of. those episodes, which is likely as well. It could have happened. No. To answer your question, had not heard of Jenny at all. Cool. But again, 2014, 2016, second kid. Mm-hmm. Jeez, bud. Like, <laughs> I'm freaking, you know, I'm on survival mode. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm yeah. And changing jobs. So no, and I wouldn't have, this is not my, my wheelhouse anyway, mm-hmm. to be fair. Um, so yeah, hadn't heard of it at all. How about you, Liam? No. never, yeah. Absolutely never heard of her at all. Um, yeah, and I was surprised, not surprised, but when I was reading just this album was really well received as well. There were a yeah. lot of people putting this rating really highly and even putting it on like end of year, best of albums and lists and that sort of stuff. So I was like, how did this slip me by? But once again, it's definitely outside of my wheelhouse as well. So she used to be a vocalist in a goth metal band called Shelley's Raven up until 99. And then she came to the University of Melbourne and she played in two Australian bands called I Panic and Folding for Air. Yeah. And she released an EP with Folding for Air yeah. in 2004. Nice. Haven't heard any of them either. That's, mm. that, that's actually, I probably should have heard of Australian bands in 2004. But <laughs> How cool yeah, is that? Slipped me by. She is born on my birthday. No. Oh. Yeah, no she way. is. Oh, nice. really goodness, 11th of July. She's two years younger than me. But Jenny, we've found your you twin. Yeah. Yeah. Come get him. Wow. That's actually That's really cool. So the album has concepts. Yeah. Would you like yeah, to talk, we talk, to, us about, about talk to us about the concept yeah. album? We've had a few concept albums before, but I don't think we've ever gone quite as deep on so, a concept as so this one does. Blood for a reason. Blood for a reason? Is yeah. It? Like her, the subjects that she described her album as being about meant that Mm. It was blood for a reason. Yeah. I I think blood applies to so many things. She she draws, she was speaking about drawing from um, like 1970s low budget vampire Mm. horror movies, which Mm -hmm. was very interesting. Um, And also there's a lot of personal threads in this, you know, about like bleeding as a woman and you know, feminist themes. So it's kind of tied into lots of different dimensions in Mm -hmm. a way. Um, And I think she also described in one interview, like she made the album and then she kind of cut into it until it bled. But I don't really know what she means, but 
<laughs> it kind of rings true when you listen to it. Like yeah. you made it and then you produce different bits and yeah, you cut bits out or whatever. She even like ripped, yeah, ripped pieces out. Look, you know, mm, actually probably belonged there, but she didn't mind. So she ripped it out anyway, maybe. Yeah. We're extrapolating. She yeah. also has a pseudonym <laughs> and she's released two albums under a pseudonym mm-hmm. of Rocket to the Sky. Yeah. Is pseudonym. Cool. Yeah. So she originally performed as Rocket to the Sky before coming to her birth name um and those uh songs that she released are quite folky um and then came into a more like experimental sound hmm. under her own name yeah awesome. so she is quite prolific what made you pick this album yeah. out of all of her many many albums yeah so true um yeah i really liked that you can like each song flows into the next song so as an album that does feel really strong, um, I love how introverted this album is. It's quite quiet and subtle, but there are a lot of dynamics still within that. So she really plays with her singing. She goes really loud and kind of lets loose a lot and then really quiet in other places. And, um, I just love her lyrics. I think she delivers them in such an interesting way because she speaks about so many things in very complex language, but she always delivers it quite naturally and you get the feeling of authenticity rather than pretension, whereas it it could easily come across as pretension. Mm -hmm. Um, And And then knowing that she's Norwegian, so English is the second language to her. She is uh, very poetic. Yeah, yeah, very poetic Um, and at times callous as well and very casual and rude, which Mm -hmm. I find really, I don't know, it's just very comforting in a way. It's really nice. Yeah, Yeah. she's got no fear. Yeah, absolutely. This is the music that's in in my head and you're going to hear it and I'm going to, the words that are in my head and you're going to hear them and I don't care if they're confronting for you or whatever. Absolutely. It's just really cool. The other thing tying to what you said there is we've talked before about voice as an instrument. Like Mm. we don't necessarily like it when people just sing over the top and it's just words for the sake of words. Whereas this is, she takes her voice and the levels and the different pitches and the different meanings Mm. it can have and she plays with it production wise and she even, some of it's spoken word, some of it's like she's recorded into the, like a voice recorder in the back of a cab. Like she just had a half a thought and just started Mm. talking into a, a microphone and then got home and going, oh, I can, you know, I make a song out of this, this works, this is fine. Yeah. So it's just like completely unafraid, but just, yeah, using her voice in different ways to yeah. suit the song, which mm-hmm. works really well. It does. So it were, uh, opens with a song that's not even two minutes long, mm. yeah. Actual Awakening, yeah. um, one one forty two, I think. Um, so mm-hmm. that's atmospheric and haunting, but then her vocals are very sweet and high-pitched, but my- with macabre lyrics. Um, but I felt like it was this was the perfect song to open the album with lyrically because it's almost like an intro to the album of where she's at, where she sings. It's so loud And I get so afraid So I start speaking like this is her album now and this is where she's at and she's gonna speak over the other people and it's her turn and that's why she almost gives herself permission in the opening track to say what she wants to say for the rest of the record Mm. that's my interpretation yeah no that was mm. yeah that's such a good observation yeah 
So there were three singles released from it, which is when I was listening to it, I was like, nothing really lent itself to my idea of what a single yeah, should be. Like, I don't true. know if she released it because they're an opportunity for her to make a video or if mm. they, you know, she had some other stuff she wanted to put on. But uh, Female Vampire, Conceptual <laughs> Romance and Period Piece were all with the three singles released over the course of 2016, which was, yeah, probably the three ones that do stand out as the most totally. songy sort of song. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely not anything like the kind of stuff, you know, she definitely wasn't releasing them to hope to track the charts or yeah. anything like that. No. It would have just been, these are some things like promo stuff that I want to get out there. Yeah. So Female Vampire is that twinkly noise and then it goes into synthy stabs of yeah. chords. Mm-hmm. So that's like, like we've, we've just finished mm-hmm. the haunting opening and then we're going yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to since she's start. ready yeah and this girl likes woman likes reverb like yeah. she sounds like she's echoey she puts a delay pedal on her own voice yeah there I've, you never go. Se- I've never seen like very rarely have anyone like you can yeah you just hear that uh, uh, sound as it comes through it's absolutely super cool yeah like so sometimes it sounds like she's behind you mm-hmm. and then sometimes it sounds like she's in a concert hall yeah and uh like like the the band are in a room somewhere but she's like bellowing out into a concert hall and that's the effects on her vocals so it's a smart move mm. yeah i love how kind of Oh, I guess this whole album feels so low to the ground, like it's coming out of the night and that song Mm -hmm. feels like the perfect introduction to that. But I feel like also the more you listen to it, kind of the easier the melody becomes and you can kind of really sink into it. Um, And even though all the, the musical parts are quite small, they're all still interesting and they have a lot of movement to them mm-hmm. yeah in female vampire she got uh, interviewed and so they asked her what it was like about and stuff and so she said said something along the lines of um it was a song about being like eternal like as a vampire and she said how do you live when there is no death mm-hmm. and so to this like she then said that the story was the vampires moving together to do mm. the hunt. So it's like, um, so it's more of that feminine gathering kind yeah. of thing where they were, the female vampires all hunt together instead. It was just like an interesting take on her like 70s horror vampire movies. Yeah, mm. like she's placing it into her own time. So you talked about the idea of the band playing behind her, but she did everything. On the album so she did the vocals backing vocals composing arranging instruments production programming all tracks so lassie mahog did some direction and composing and production and marcus schumler did schmickler did the mastering but other than that this is like a this is the jenny yeah. vile show so if you're not sure if we talked before about you know you have producers affecting stuff you have band members affecting stuff this is no, her. there's none of that this is 100 her vision yep um and yeah more credit to her for that yeah and female vampire goes straight in seamlessly into yeah. in in the red so that, that, and, that i think the heavy breathing that goes all the way through in the red actually starts on the tail yeah of, so that's what you talked about it's yeah it's hard in this album to talk about songs like it's almost like yeah. what's your favorite Correct. song it's like it's not necessarily songs it's just one big flowing piece that goes all the yeah, way through big cloud mm. yeah absolutely and so that's her breathing at one stage i was like is this a saw yeah like because it's so it's like you know um, and then into Concession Romance, which got the double tick of approval on yeah. my list. I, it awesome. sounded Just, really new wave to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like it had that kind of sound with the drums and the instruments like 
and then her vocals were more like a stream of consciousness yeah mm. the way she delivered it so yeah um but like then the chorus is like really poppy yeah like, it's a really pretty and poppy chorus and then like and then oh so we had what's it called the hazard moment Yes, where she says the name of the album. Yeah, where she yeah. said the name of the album. So yeah. we've got This Blood Bitch um, is in, uh, which is the title. So it's mm. in Conceptual Romance. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, so the Hazard moment is whenever they say the name of the album in, uh, one, of, in one of the songs. Hazard. Yeah. yeah. Hazard. Like okay. when, he, I think it came from movies. Came from movies. Yeah. When someone said the movie says the name of the movie, you're, uh, the whole theater's supposed to go, Hazard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, a, I love this song, yeah. There's a nice lyric. Yes. I lose myself. Yeah. Yeah, nice. It's such a good line. I was gonna say that one. <laughs> I kind of had no, I had faith that you would pick up on the good lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had faith from our chats. <laughs> yeah. Advanced. Very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did pop that down because I thought that that was a, yeah, I thought it was a really nice. I, I like the, the idea of that because of, um, She's already talked about Ritual Awakening as an opening track. So then harking back to rituals again as a like a piece of language in a later song, I think is a really nice like mm-hmm. hark back yeah. to something. So it's cool. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, kind of lyrical Easter eggs that relate to this. Um, I don't know if you guys know the novel I Love Dick by Chris Krauss. And it's a TV show as well. Um, it's a really interesting kind of stream of consciousness story about this woman who just falls completely in love with this man called Dick. Um, but she doesn't really know him. And the whole book is about how her kind of conceptual romance without actually knowing him is more important and more interesting than the person, the like the su- subject of it itself. Yeah. And is it so- like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing where guys project what they think the girl is yeah but maybe the other way around and in a sense like a celebration of like all the things that that can bring up in you if you have you know passion for something you know how does that develop you as a person and she spoke in an interview about how you know if chris's book was like a love letter to dick then this song or parts of this album are like her love letter to chris in a way so i really liked that and she kind of uses some phrases from that book nice Nice. oh wow so as a musician yourself is this similar to the kind of music i'm sorry we haven't heard your stuff (laughs) but uh is this similar to the kind of stuff that you and mj make um in some ways i mean i hope parts of it but you know i I guess i draw from a lot of places because i've listened to some of it because i know mj Oh really? So I've or maybe I've just listened to MJ's stuff. Yeah, I think so. Okay. MJ I was on, on by herself. Yeah. She's yeah, I was super prolific. Very yeah. prolific. <laughs> oh. Yeah, wildly prolific. I was on some of her songs from maybe like two albums ago now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Last thing I heard was something about Valentine. So yeah. yeah. No, the one before that, I did yeah. some singing for it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And um, what do you play? Uh, I play the guitar and sing, but I think I'm more interested in production and songwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. nice. Yeah. And you're I so love young it. and you've got so much of a bright future. Yeah. 
Almost annoying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost frustrating. And you wear docks too. And, like, you know. and it's not ironic. No. <laughs> so, uh, Grant, obviously you've never heard this and it's not in your wheelhouse. So where they're not even close. No, it's so far from your wheelhouse. You can't. But now even I see feel like she's like my sister because we she were born is. the same day. Wait, what's well, your birthday? Eleventh of July. She's two years younger than me. Oh. Um, but yes. So sorry, your. So your parents would have planned that really well. They did. Well, no. Technically, if <laughs> like, you really want to go back here, let's 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 get it all out in the open. Okay. So I've actually gone back. If I haven't, have I told this one before? No, I don't think so. I would go back nine months. I was actually a happy birthday, Mr. President, because my dad was born on the 12th of October and I was born on the 11th of July. And that's nine months to the day. So I know my parents <laughs> flipping were on it on my dad's birthday and he delivered and then my mom delivered. And so there you go. So I don't know if they planned it with the Jenny thing, but. Certainly, my dad. But if, she, if she's two years younger, then it's actually her parents it's that are yes. playing the line. They're like, Correct. Grant, we know Grant's well, coming across the wall. Exactly. The- so, around about middle of early of, middle of October, the, her parents knew. Basically, cousins or sisters or whatever. <laughs> something. Something. Yeah. something. I remember something. For South sure. Africa, yeah. Norway. Like, it's the same thing. Sure. Exactly. Um, <laughs> awesome. So, were there. So, sorry, I was just going to ask you, like, uh, songs that you wanted to talk to because. This was brand new to you, but brand new, and, but completely and like uncharted waters. Jeez. Lots of blood, lots of period blood, mm-hmm. lady time blood. Lady time. Um, <laughs> you can call it menstruation. It's sure, fine. menstruation. I've got nice intro because we you go from conceptual romance into untamed region. Mm. I'm like wow, this is <laughs> and awesome intro. And then I've written that it's the time, and it is and. Like then, like period piece itself. Don't be afraid. It's only blood. What does mm. that mean? Where are we going with that? Who's not afraid? There's a lot of. So I think it's yeah. generally society being afraid to talk about periods. Yeah. And it's like it's just blood. It's just fine. Yeah. So it's yeah. And then interspersed, as you mentioned, there's like throughout there are these like half a message almost, mm-hmm. or like it's in a taxi, as you yeah. said, mm-hmm. and um. You know the rambling calls and thoughts in 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 the plague, and I'm like, whoa, this is, and mm. and you can't really. I think your description of of it, it's not like there's a piece here, or like except for I suppose conceptual romance, um, in and of itself, it sort of goes it's, mm-hmm. it's this flow. It's like yeah, flow, like um, a period. Like yeah, oh my <laughs> but then God. it's not just the yeah. And then, um, but she laughs with her mates who's describing the Savannah yeah, yeah. album so as well. So, The Great Undressing, which is like my yes. favorite song, yeah. opens with her friend going, What's the album about? It's about vampires. And her friend going, No, it's not. What's the album that's about? So that's basic. Some basic yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With a yeah. tick. Um, that's got a great lyric in it, actually, in mm. The Great Undressing. Lyric um, buddies. Yeah, I got that same. one too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so cool. And then, and she's not afraid of saying a stage ritual undressing taking place of consummation as well. So you're like, yep, cool. But yeah, so uh, need to keep writing. Everything else is death. Yeah, like th- that's why she's so prolific. It seems she might just have ADHD and hyper focus. 
and had to keep producing more and more albums like mm. and art all the time. That could be a thing. Um, which she can explore on her own terms. Please comment below, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> please yes. Come, please, please comment do. Below. Tag her on Twitter. I'm sure she's yeah. a prolific Birthday Twitter. Buds. But we, yeah, we <laughs> talked about that idea of musicians who are introverts and who almost don't want to be in front of everybody performing, but there's something inside of them that they mm. have to get out and they, if they mm-hmm. stop, that you know they're not themselves or they're not happy. And the lead so, singer of the national, lead singer of the national, mm-hmm. Laura Marling. Laura Marling. So yeah, so that idea of yeah, I need to keep writing because everything else is death is sort of like, mm. like the ultimate expression of that introverted musician's type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But then it's, it's Europop, mm. like yeah. the actual yeah, like a low song. ebb of throbbing. There's this throbbing ebb all the way through it. Yeah. Like and so, like so, she's singing these things, but she's like, she sounds sweet as pie, and then yeah, and then it's like, oh, but I'm singing about like how if I stop what I'm doing, Mm. I will literally die. I'm sorry. Because that's Mm. yeah. So the great undressing is about her. Yeah. Like the the album is a concept album about a vampire who travels through time, but this song is just like, no, I'm just gonna make this is about me and the undressing of that idea of that exposing yourself and I'm gonna expose myself as a musician and a person in front of people by making this music so that they get interested into it. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, just the confidence of like this song is just about me mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have a conversation with my friend about it and we're gonna I'm gonna pop that on the front and it's just yeah, really cool. Yeah. I feel like a lot of her lyrics can be taken into different places. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so ambiguous and I like that because it it makes it a very mysterious album. You can kind of impose your own story. Mm. Yeah, like about vampires or about her and like her personal life. It works wow. with that as a story I as well. I thought some of those came through as well. Yeah. Sure. So I don't know if this is even possible, but have yeah. you seen her play live? No, I wish I, I will. Yeah. <laughs> One day, I wish I will. If she, if she likes it here in Australia, hopefully, I don't know where she lives now, but hopefully she'll be yeah. coming back. Everyone that I know, all the musicians who move to Australia and live here for a while, they always end up touring here all the time because they make friends and they live here and that sort of stuff. So. It's intriguing that she's come from Norway to Melbourne. I mean, like, mm. like big choice Yeah, for all of choice. Europe to no, come like, yeah. almost across the world. Um, cool. I cannot imagine what a live show of hers mm. even looks like. Like it's, is it? I hope there's light shows. I've, there's got to be light shows. Is it eight people doing little things all at once? Or is it her wandering between eight instruments, doing little pieces and bringing them in, or like just behind one keyboard and yeah. singing and bringing it's, stuff in and yeah. taking it out? Like it's yeah, yeah. It's just her it's, and a Mac. Did you have a look online or something? <laughs> no, I should have, but yeah, I've just occurred to me in the moment. Yeah. Like I can't imagine it's it's. It would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I've seen some different performances online from like different points in her career, yeah. and sometimes she's alone. Sometimes she has like a band mm-hmm. there was another time where she was just singing over music like kind of karaoke yeah. style yeah. wearing a wig <laughs> you know yeah, so she would do whatever she wanted she, yeah she, she and does. she can yeah so yeah. everything becomes oh, a performance like it's, yeah. a, it's a pit like that's a statement yeah. on the idea of performance and performing and that sort of stuff as well yeah. which i sure. love because she's older than me and if she can still do that then so can i yes but you've got to start no, so i'm really? older than we've all got to start <laughs> hey i Correct. will we, yeah <laughs> we've all got to start I wore sequins and leopard print together to go to a gig the other day. Because you so, can. That's so beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Because it doesn't matter that I'm a grown-up. Because no. I'm not really a grown-up. You get to define what... No, no. We're all grown-ups. You get to define what being a grown-up is now. Yeah. Wasn't we that get, we get, mm-hmm. comic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's, they got a giant... They filled one of their rooms as a um, giant ball pit. And they were like, you're an adult. Why did you do that? He's like, because I'm an adult. I'm an adult and and yeah. I get to decide what being an adult means now. 
you got to decide before, now I get to decide. Claim the adult. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like me to speak to the um, period piece? Sure. Sure. So this one's about periods. Yeah. Um, This is definitely the menstruation one, but I have an issue with um, the lyrics at one point because Mm. it's about having a period and about the blood and touching the blood and she's like really like visceral with it which is nice like being at one with graphic it is a bit graphic graphic yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's graphic. a lot of the lot e, of this graphic um, e for explicit yeah but there are these these lyrics and so I used to be a nurse so in these lyrics in the doctor's office speculum holds me over space in the space which is like i'm on board with because i've been through this process yeah Uh, however they don't do it if you're on your period so this is two stories right so if you are on your period, you don't get like a test. So you're doing like a well. That. You're doing a well actually on her lyrics. Well, actually, yeah. yeah. Fact checking. Fun fact. I'm just doing a fact. I'm just saying. A well that actually. There is there. Are, like you, you would put two. There's two stories, and they're not on the same day. I'm just saying that they're both. Yeah, okay. They're sure. in the same song, but they're not on the same day. Yeah. Because the doctor would say, "Are oh, you on your period?" Oh, then you can't do We're this. Not test. Yeah. Check this off. Yeah, but I do really enjoy the fact that there is a song out there that uses speculum, mm-hmm. because there needs to be more that just legitimise and normalise the fact that yeah, we, as women go through using a speculum and she said that she was comfortable with it which yeah. is great but not all of us are yeah so that was the because the she says some people find it painful but all i feel is connected all i feel is connected which once again men have never experienced anything like that before but that no. has not been my experience from people describing it to me at all yeah but i guess that's the other thing is maybe she feels connected to other women through the womanhood of that experience Process. maybe potentially yeah. Yeah, potentially experience. i've had some friends who are just go, nah it's a bit uncomfortable yeah that's mm. it and but yeah um but otherwise i yeah regulating my aperture like that's just clever that's the clever use of language mm. to describe a speculum but for a second language as well mind you huh yeah, yeah. right yeah like, <sighs> but when she speak when she does a spoken word she's very american yeah, we don't you know where she might have lived there. We don't know what her, what her parents are or where she was you know, her school. Where she learned English. If she went yeah, to correct. like an, like international, international school, school. Like, yeah, that kind of thing. Mm. But yeah, not to when, be disrespectful of her, but sure, no, I'm just gonna have, say like yeah. she's she has an American. She doesn't have like a Euro accent. Uh, I didn't think that. I I really thought that she sounded very Norwegian with Australian in there. Like, I thought for the longest time she sounded a little bit Australian. Uh-huh. Then nice. I, it made sense no when she'd studied. Mm. Studied here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe she is a little bit American as well. I think a lot of people are when they learn yeah. English. It's like, because they learn it off American TV yeah. shows. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So, can we talk about the plague? Absolutely. The wild yeah. explosion of cacophony that is That's the plague. <laughs> the cacophony. Indian drumming. There we go. So, it opens with just like an organ noise. And then cuts back to that thing that I talked about before where it sounds like she's talking into a tape deck in a car. Yeah. And mm. then and then just cuts away altogether. And yeah. it's just screaming and there's looped vocals and looped sounds. And 
I feel like it was maybe inside the vampire's head, like it was trying to be like Ooh. the cacophony of sound that was inside their head. And there's video game music, there's screaming and shouting, there's um, fire noises. So there's like a, towards the end, there's like an ash, like a fire that's sort of slowly going out. There's like the crinkle of ash and that sort of stuff. And she puts like a really high pitched vocals, like she's really reaching the top of the range there. So it's just this yeah. wild six minutes of just throwing everything at the wall and see, like I can, she goes to the wall I can with. see this sort of see her going, I'm just going to play around for six minutes. And then if I get to the end, and I'd hate it. I'm just going to throw it away. But she got to the end of like, no, nah, this all worked. I'm going to keep it. Like it's yeah. hard to see writing a song like that versus just sitting down and playing with sounds for six yeah. minutes and then deciding you'll keep what the output was. Yeah. Yeah. I find this song so interesting because it's it's just funny. It's really mm-hmm. silly. It Like the first time I heard it, <clears throat> you can kind of imagine like a group of young vampire art students like locking themselves in an old cathedral or something and like trying to make an art piece to show to their teacher like that's the vibe (laughs) that it has and I really like that because and actually uh because I listened to this album with MJ recently and she made a really good point of that it kind of contextualizes the whole album because you have something that is so it still fits in with the aesthetic and it kind of explores that and explains that in a way, but it also, it's just so fun. And um, yeah, like I said before, so silly that it does lend more of an authenticity to everything that she's saying because like she's using, yeah, complex words to describe complex things um, instead of complex words to describe simple things. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it adds a lot to her um, as a narrator and I think, yeah, it's so interesting because it's maybe the hardest song to listen to, but in a way the most important on the album. And it has what could be such a throwaway line, which is... Last night I took my birth control with Rosé. And <laughs> I love that because, I like, I take control. anti-anxiety meds and I'm like, I'll just take them with a glass of red. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I... And, yeah, my partner would just be like, you're like a 50s housewife, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. And yeah, so it's just like a really nice line. But yeah, it is. Um, uh, there's actually lyrics of uh, the way she sings them. Um, it's still dawn that the sun is rising, shapes are appearing and colors are slowly being painted onto cars, which was a lovely way of describing a sunrise. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And but like, a inner, like an inner city sunrise. Yeah. So it's not nice where it's over the hills or it's over you know a big wild mountain scene it's like an inner city yeah inner city sunrise Mm -hmm. and then horror movie yeah for yeah a minute Mm. yeah (laughs) just absolute chaos and just yeah a lot of chaos but then is it secret touch um goes into like sounds like a sweet euro pop like trip hop drums stuff yeah and like uh, and another like line that you could just throw away or whatever is flesh is the loneliest creature mm. yeah. which i was like oh yeah because i love cuddles so <laughs> um, as somebody that loves cuddles i think yeah and like using uh, uh, i interpreted it i was like using sex as a tool for solace and death could be like the orgasms in life so yeah. it was like i kind of like read into that maybe it's just like climaxes was um using sex as a tool and solace and stuff so I just, that was the poetry that i read yeah damn that's such a cool 
place that you've gone to. It's interesting to hear what everyone thinks about the lyrics because, yeah, it can kind of take you different areas. Mm. Yeah. We could be way off the mark. And Jenny's just like, no, it's literally <laughs> about this. <laughs> no. like, how could you? I thought, like, I, thought I, I was clear. Yeah. I thought I was clear. Yeah. Impeccable with my word. You stop interpreting and, me, yeah. for Christ's sake. No. Like, yeah, it's a wankers. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wankers. Yeah, so that that's the one that talks some of those themes we talked earlier about. Um, you have to die in order to really live. Mm-hmm. Like that, if you if you're immortal and you never die, then mm. your your life can't have meaning because of yeah. what, what individual act can you do that would actually give it meaning? But vampires can die with a stake to the heart. Yes, true. I I know that much. I don't watch horror movies, but I know that much that if I met one. I have to make quickly like mm. whittle a wooden stake. Yeah, wooden whittle speculum. a wooden stake, and then <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll just with a certain type of wood. If I'm, but I no, I think it's all wood. Any, all, I think all, any, all wood. I'm not really really sure why it has to be wood for that matter. I'm pretty sure. sure. Like I've got a cracking butcher's knife. Can I yeah. not just use that? <laughs> Is that not good enough? I don't know enough about the vampire intricacies. No. Clearly, no, <laughs> me neither. Any other grunt? Any other double tick songs no. or stuff you wanted to hit on? No, I think we're on there. Eh? I think that was me. Cool. Can we talk about the closing track? Yeah. Warner. So it kind of fades in from Secret Touch. Like it's almost like a little two-parter to finish off there. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. I've I've written it transitions easily. And the keys almost sound a little bit like a merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. So it's got my little heart. Um, And yeah, so there's like, it's all spoken and beautiful over like the repetitive instrumentals. And I thought it was a good closing song. Um, but um, this is her like introversion again and thinking about intimacy is her lyrics. No one ever asked me, how do I desire? I don't think anyone ever talked to me using the word desire at all. Mm. And I just thought that's a really interesting concept of mm. going, yeah, like why... Like, if no one's ever used it, like, why would I be expected to think of it? And yeah. stuff. So, mm. I thought it was a, like one to, that leaves your hat. It's the end of the album and it doesn't close off mm. any of the open ends at all. It just no. leaves yeah. it all it, open it, yeah. and even more confusing. Yeah. So, so yeah. if it's got that theme in the story of the vampires, if she's been telling all the way through, it's not, and here's where something happened to the vampire or, and here's where something happened to me. It's kind of just, yeah, open, very open ended. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's got the spacey starfall stuff and like the little tinkling keys and the rain almost feels like raindrops and stuff is really nice. It is nice. Yeah, it was a good closer. Um, but I forgot um, that in we talked we touched on untamed region. Mm. Um, but so that beginning sound sounds like um, nice. frantically writing on paper, mm. isn't it? It's like um, a big empty space. Somebody's scratching yeah. a journal or something mm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, the organ. Um, with their eyes kind of rails and stuff. Um, but that spoken word section, did you read up where it was from? No. no. Okay, so um, this is great because this is such a UK reference. Um, there's a guy called Charlie Brooker who's um, a comedian, but he also, he just interrogates the news and documentaries and he puts them together and he onto a TV show called News Wipe or, or just he'll do an annual one called Wipe. And it's basically he just takes out segments of the news and he puts them in and then he does a commentary and it's really acerbic and witty and he's just there just going, you know, what a clusterfuck everything is and all that kind of stuff. So mm. that's... But, 
spoken section was when they would was by Adam Curtis, who spoke on 2014's uh, Wipe um, about news and documentaries, and that was his thing called Odeerism Number Two, and it was <laughs> literally that, that's like the, I didn't write the words down, but um, yeah, about his, all of his words about like how everything's just no one understands opposition anymore mm. because you like the yes. language of the news is so like there's no side that you can pick and everything like that. So he called it Odeerism. It was on Charlie Brooker, and then she's used a sample of it. In her album, this Norwegian artist, two years later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where has this come from? Yeah. Like, this is so <laughs> obscure. It's so obscure. It's like an obscure TV show with an obscure section, and she's used it. And you it. found that? Yeah, I researched. Is that, uh, is that Charlie Brooker, the guy who does Black Mirror? Yeah, Black Mirror. Okay. So Charlie Brooker, who writes Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's his... He came. He started off as a journalist. He's mm-hmm. a, well. Yeah, I think he might still be a journalist for the Guardian as well. He writes like an op-ed kind of thing, and it's just him taking the piss out of the world, basically, yeah. but really intelligently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just thought it was because I, I was listening to it and I was like, I recognise that voice, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like I recognise this voice, yeah. and I couldn't believe it. And I was like, 2016, I was living in Australia, so why would I recognise an English voice? Yeah. Um, but 2014, I'd watched Charlie Brooker's Newswipe, so mm-hmm. um, I was like, I would have heard it when it came out on the TV. So there we go. So maybe, because wow. she's quite interested in the idea of technology and that sort of stuff as well, so maybe if she was doing a deep dive on him and looking at some of the stuff he's done, maybe that's how she found it as well. Possibly, yeah. Because he's like... Tw- by 2016, oh, Black Mirror wasn't, was Black Mirror by 2016 as maybe started? Mm, not, not sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, Twinning. But he's, um, no, so yeah, so maybe she about. was, yeah, looking into his history and the stuff that he'd done before and found it that way. Maybe. Um, but maybe he's just well known in the, like in, in Europe because he's genuinely very funny. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so that's cool. Mm. Yeah. That's such an interesting connection. I'm curious well done. to know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great oh that's really interesting Jeez. Yeah. little deep dive done yeah. any other Ruby any other songs George any other songs you want to hit on before we wrap it up mm, I think we've touched on everything I think we have yeah. no it's all there cool yeah alright Ruby time for a final pitch okay what do you why I think yeah <laughs> this album is incredible um it feels like I've said before, so authentic in a very vulnerable and fearless way. Uh, I find it really, really refreshing. You know, there's so many different aspects to this and in the story that she tells and her voice is so unique and, you know, like it's always, it's always a little bit flat almost, like the way she sings, But at the same time, the way she plays with dynamics is so compelling. And there are parts in this, and I'm not sure if it's just the way that I listen, that I listen to music and like the melodies that I like in particular, but just some of the choruses and when she really lets loose in this to me just feels so euphoric. Um, And I haven't gotten that from very many artists. It really feels very personal and... um, yeah, there's something magical in that that I can't really describe in any like musical terms. I think it's just her interaction with me just sounds and feels really good. 
Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. George. Hello. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Final thoughts. So um, this is, unlike Grant, this is in my real house. So this is the kind of thing I listen to, which is great. Nice. And I love promoting um, uh, solo female artists in particular. I think it's like, a, I, it's just a thing that I do. I love it. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so there's so many concepts in here that I really enjoyed. So when I read but she said that it was about menstruation, 17s horror and exploitation <laughs> films, vampires and Virginia Woolf. I was like, all right, this will be a journey. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I f- let's see Sign how we up. go. And um, it came out, on, I didn't mention earlier, it came out on Sacred Bones Records. And the other people they've put out are David Lynch soundtracks and John Carpenter soundtracks. So she's literally on a record label that put out director's soundtracks for mm-hmm. films so um she's beyond meta and so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah so that's uh fun so i really enjoyed like getting to know a brand new artist uh annoyed i've never heard of before um that but i say that about all the new artists yes um uh, yeah. yes which is crazy. yeah regularly annoyed i'm regularly annoyed <laughs> when i haven't heard a thing that i and i like the thing i get annoyed um so yes but when i was listening through it the um the references to horror films were the bits that I couldn't be on board with. Yeah. So in the red, I had to skip. Yeah. Because I have really profound anxiety. So the thought of somebody with footsteps coming up behind me and panting, mm-hmm. I was like, nope, that's not a track. Yeah. yeah. That's not a track. Oh, that's not for you. Like, okay. Can't do that. No, I understand. So, it's freaky. Yeah. So I had to skip. It is a bit freaky. Um, yeah. And then the same as the minute of, screaming shouting horror movies in the plague i was like i was on board until that bit because then it goes really sweet again and so i can, <laughs> and i was like no cut that minute out and leave me alone because i don't like horror movies um but then on a technical not not, not on a like just personal horror movie note but on a technical note in conceptual romance um it's interesting that she did everything because i felt like her vocals were too high in the mix and it clouded the sounds and the instruments that were behind it. And so, uh, like, she had really good things to say and she had really good vocals. Um, but when I was listening to it, I was a bit like, turn the game down, love, love on that one. Like, turn it was, the game down, Turn love. the game down, love. That's what I tell all the guys on <laughs> my on Clubhouse when I'm talking to them about podcasts. Um, but, yeah, so I thought a few times I thought the mixing wasn't quite right between the instruments and the vocals um and it was too vocal heavy um but overall i enjoyed listening to the ones that i don't didn't have to skip um and uh it was really great listen so thank you for bringing her into my life so so it's not a flawless from me but thank you very much grant yes we have dragged you out of your comfort zone possibly as far as we ever have Oh, just about. Well, uh, I think so. I am. Um, Same for me. I am. Um, I thought your opening album, our first podcast, that was that was pretty direct as well. And I've forgotten the name. What's it? Thermals. Thermals. That oh. was just that was just three three person. Yeah, three person oh, three person. that was pretty straightforward. But this is certainly. Um, look, I've spoken in the past about it's either gets you straight away or it's like okay well this is a slow burn what is this where's this going and it, i think it opens really nicely with with ritual awakening and i didn't have any problems certainly within the red and i found that intriguing when i wasn't scared about that one <laughs> um 
And you know, there's ticks and um, and double ticks certainly for for chemical romance. My my challenge was the plague. I I, I couldn't. The, yeah, and that's like the screaming just lost it for me. Yeah. And I didn't mind anything else. I thought it was really cool, except for this <laughs> rambling calls and thoughts, mismatch and screaming I've written here with an X. No, why? <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe a, a full-on fan, you know, would have been okay with that. But that was the only thing I could really pull it up for. Yeah. Um, certainly themes that as a South African male wouldn't have discussed all that much, to mm-hmm. be clear. Yeah. Um, and particularly graphic, I found some of the descriptions. Um but that's not a bad thing, and yeah. and yeah, it, yeah. In terms of listening now, talking about it, yeah, it's probably the, by far the most out there album that I've listened to. Um, and apart from, as I said, that that little piece in the plague where she just loses it, I thought I thought it was cool. So it's not a flawless for me, but it was certainly a um, a cool listen. And thank you for bringing awesome. it. Awesome, yeah. Really. So Liam, cool. Hello. How are you? Yes, <laughs> I I also have been dragged very far out of my comfort zone with this album, but I am. 100% on board with these kinds of albums existing and people should definitely be making more albums talking about periods and bringing yeah, that stuff to the fore sure. and talking about it so it's not quite so stigmatized in there. Um, I really loved listening to it. The problem for me was the I, I got that it was one piece, that it sort of flowed together yeah. from song mm-hmm. to song, but there would be like a more song song like a more constructed song and then i'd be like okay so we've got a bit of momentum and then it would stop for like one of the more random yeah. really random pieces and then it would go yeah. back to the more constructed song yeah. and then it would stop for one of the really random pieces so that happens early like so female vampires are a really cool song so ritual awakening is sort of a slow build it's yeah. you know just more of that sort of the adagio stuff and then a cool song with female vampire then it stops for the breathing for in the red and then Conceptual Romance is a cool song, but then Untamed Region is like half newscaster and then half spoken word. Mm. So I kept yeah. getting – that flow just kept getting interrupted yeah, for okay. me. So, yeah, yeah I love I love the plague. I love period piece. I definitely love how it ended. Yeah, love that. That was awesome. Interesting, eh? But just I think in that first half it kept sort of just – I was like ready for it to flow a bit more and it kept I kept getting st- – sort of stuck so yeah the thing about it is the other thing that we do sometimes is like oh what i would do so you were like i would take this song out or i would take this song out what i would do is what i'm describing is fundamental to the album so it's like mm-hmm. what yes, i would true, do true. as a man is i would actually say you know take all these weird pieces out and just make them more songs and i'm like that's a terrible piece of advice like what the fuck is that <laughs> so i'm just gonna say it's a great album there should be more of them and um i think yeah. you know she's a great lyricist she's a great musician she lo- does really well pulling it together but I just couldn't listen to it as a single piece. The the as a flawless yeah, album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So huh. couldn't quite get over the line, but thank you very much for nominating it and yeah, yeah for yeah. taking us on a journey that we don't normally go on very so often. So good to speak about it. Cool. It's interesting. And thank you everyone for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are flawless AMP on all of those. So check us out. Leave us a rating. Reply to us, retweet us, do whatever. Help us reach more music lovers like you. And, of course, we've got Patreon and uh, Music Chat and Facebook groups. So they're all in links in the show notes. So check it out there. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.